welcome to the Mint Door Podcast. Today, we are delighted to have a very special guest, Dr. Amelia Sam. Dr. Sam is a unique blend of science and spirit. She brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to our conversation, having been an associate clinical professor of oral and maxillofacial surgery at Howard University in Washington, D.C. Dr. Sam's passion for personal development has also earned her a prominent place in the field. Her articles have been featured in many renowned publications such as the Huffington Post and Mind Body Green. In addition, she has maintained her long-standing blog, 360 Soul, where she shares her wisdom and insights on various aspects of personal growth and spirituality. Dr. Sam's latest book, Compassionate Competency, Healing the Heart of Healthcare, is a testament to her extensive clinical experience, her emotional intelligence, and mindfulness. Her book sheds light on the importance of creating compassionate healthcare environments that nurture both patients and healthcare professionals alike. So join us as we delve deeper into Dr. Sam's unique perspective on the intersection of science and spirit and learn from her extensive knowledge and expertise. Welcome to today's Mint Door podcast episode. We are so thrilled to have you join us as we explore two simple but very fundamental and powerful questions with our special guest today, Dr. Amelia Sam. Today, we will dive into the mind and experience of our guest as we ask her to share her unique perspective with these two questions. Now, these questions aim to provide our listeners with valuable insights and guidance from someone who has achieved success and recognition in their industry. Whether you're just starting a career or a seasoned member of the dental profession, we're sure Dr. Sam's perspectives and advice will undoubtedly provide valuable insights and inspiration. Yeah, so please sit back, relax and get ready to gain valuable perspective as we dive into these two simple but powerful questions with Dr. Amelia Sam. Welcome to our podcast, Dr. Sam. Thank you so much for being here. Thank both of you. I'm excited. So glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, we we are really looking forward to our conversation with you because we know that the answers to these are going to be really just insightful, inspirational, and hopefully we learn something too along the way. So the first question is, can you tell us about what insecurities over the course of your career or life that you may have been hiding behind your professional mask? Yeah, big, big question. (laughs) So I'm thinking specifically within uh, the profession, but I think it speaks to really the theme of my life, probably all of our lives, but it's just that the insecurity of showing who you really are. Mm. And I know in, um, with dentistry, I know early on, actually, if I think about it, it was two years into dental school where I had an inkling that something was off, Mm. but I completed that. um, And I decided to do oral surgery. So I was two years into my residency where again, that inner voice is telling me something isn't quite right. I finished that. I'm into my career. And here we come again, two years into it. There's that inkling again that something is off. And at that point, um, you know, I attributed it to looking at my colleagues and seeing them 
appearing to be very satisfied with where they were. Mm -hmm. We'd all gone along a similar course, you know, for some people, it may have been eight to 10 years. For me, it was 13 years of that post-secondary education to get you to that next point, right? You've completed all the requirements, you've gotten the license, you've done everything you're supposed to do, and then you get there. And it seemed like everybody was eager to progress from that point. And I was feeling that there was such a void. Hmm. And I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know um, where to go with that, who to express it to, because it just seemed like everybody else was pretty comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling extremely, excuse me, extremely insecure, despite the exterior, you know, the professional mask, right? Mm -hmm. About uh, being confident and having made the right decision to pursue this particular profession. There was nothing wrong with it. And there was still, um, there was still, you know, those moments of pleasure. Like I I loved teaching the students. I loved my colleagues, Mm -hmm. but there was that something missing. And again, I just didn't know where to go with that. Mm -hmm. And in our profession, maybe in many professions, but I know in dentistry, we are very good at, well, veneers. (laughs) I mean, we are, you you know, people have an idea of how a dentist is supposed to present, what your practice is supposed to be like, or if you're in academia, the path you're supposed to follow. There's a very, um, I don't want to say rigid, but it's kind of narrow Mm -hmm. as to who you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I didn't quite fit in that box and it took me a while to uh to it took me a while again to be comfortable in my own skin. Thank you for sharing all of that. And was there a turning point when you did start to understand who you were? Um, yeah, it and coincidentally it happened with some other things that were going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So at that time, there, there was a, a relationship that was had gone on for six, four to six years, long distance at that point. Uh, and I could feel those threads unraveling as well. And it just felt like everything, you know, if you asked me a year or two before that point, everything where I thought I was headed, it felt like everything was about to shatter at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was the stereotypical person you know not well people will talk about being on the cold bathroom tile you know out in fetal position just devastated with what's going on I don't like the cold so for me it was carpet but I (laughs) was I was devastated and I literally found myself in fetal position just just not knowing what was next you know um But looking back on it, I think it's kind of interesting that people may find themselves curled up in that way because fetal position really is all it's signaling is a new birth, right? Mm -hmm. So around that time, I realized that I had stepped away from so many of the things that fed me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I loved inspirational books. I loved personal development. I loved to write. That was an early, early, you know, um, activity of mine since I was, I mean, since I could write basically. And then it turned into the diaries and the journals and poems and all of this I'd left behind Mm 
during my education because I'm on this path and this is what I'm supposed to be doing and all that other stuff is considered extraneous. Mm -hmm. I left those pieces of myself behind. So when I found myself in this position, figuring out what's the next step, I had to return to those activities. So Mm -hmm. I returned to writing and other things too, songwriting and some other related activities. And at the time, blogs were really becoming a big thing. Mm-hmm. So one day I just literally had an insp- like an instant inspiration. I call them divine di- downloads mm-hmm. that I was just going to start a blog and I was going to um, share weekly inspiration with anybody, you know, with anybody who wanted to to engage. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of my blog. At that time, it was called eSpace. Mm-hmm. And it was just me reflecting in a concise manner <laughs> um, on really just life, you know, how we're affected, how we want to engage, how we just want to move through life. Mm-hmm. And that really set me um, back up to find my way. Mm-hmm. And I should also mention that Amelia is my middle name. Fran mm-hmm. is my first name. So up until that point, it was always Dr. Sam, Fran, Francis, depending on who's talking to me. But when I started writing online, I went by Amelia. So it was almost like I created the second persona and kept the lives very, very, very separate. Mm -hmm. You asked me if there was a point. That was the beginning. Mm -hmm. A parallel life. I was Dr. Sam by day. And then I was Amelia after five and on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And I did not let those two worlds touch. Mm -hmm. So it, it took a few more years until... I was able to share those layers of myself um, within the professional space. And, and then everything, you know, started to come together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you once again for, for sharing all of that, because, you know, I think to recognize, you know, that, that was a a point in your life that was a, a challenging time. And sometimes just talking about those, you know, it brings it brings things up. And so I'm I'm interested how how those those insecurities and finding those what were insecurities of yours showing those in your profession once you started showing those, how it shaped what you do now today. Well, once I started sharing the insecurities to other people that I've been hiding them from. Yeah, like like of your true self, of who, you know. Yeah, because I was very much the meditation, gratitude journaling, um, spiritual retreat, whatever it happened to be um, at the time. And yes, I kept that separate. But I noticed that when I started to reveal layers, people were drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And when you engaged with them, usually one-on-one, <laughs> behind closed doors, of course, they're going to let down their masks as well. Mm -hmm. So people who may have only related to me on a professional level, um, all of a sudden we're, you know, we're person to person, spirit to spirit. (laughs) And I can see, you know, over time, I understood that the thing that I was hiding, basically hiding from the profession, Mm -hmm. was probably the thing that it needed. Because, you know, I started to see how my 
my some of my colleagues, um, and I'm not talking about just you know at my job. I'm talking generally. If you go to conferences or you're speaking to other people, mm-hmm. the dissatisfaction that they were having, the problems that they were having. Um, also, my students, a lot of them let down walls. I have so many stories. I mean, I never share them, but you know, I I keep their stories with me, and the troubles that they were having. I mean, at a basic level, everybody has trouble <laughs> in dental school. It's just rough. It's rough. We all know this. Um, but the personal troubles that they didn't know what to do with while they had to deal with this workload and all the expectations that that we had of them, that the profession has of them, that the families have of them. And the other thing I was listening to were the patients. And I know that we all love to... Um, think (laughs) that the ways in which we interact with our patients are of, I guess, the highest possible level. But if you listen to patients, and I'm not just talking about dental patients, just in general, a lot of them, self-included, have had some pretty horrible interactions. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, but we're talking about compassionate care, but we're not necessarily being that compassionate. Mm -hmm. We might be courteous. Mm-hmm. or efficient or what have you, we are providing, but we're not necessarily providing the care, you know, not just the physical or not just the treatment, mm-hmm. but on a personal level, you know. So that's when everything really came together. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I wanted to... I say that my mission is to bend the world towards compassion. Mm-hmm. Found out how to do that in a professional space. Mm-hmm. So I really started talking about um, compassion and what does that look like in a healthcare environment? Mm-hmm. What is that actually composed of? Because we talk about it a lot, but it's so esoteric and everybody thinks, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people think it's just some mushy, intangible um, feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 there are some concrete things we can do. So let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So that's how the whole framework of compassionate competency came to be. And mm-hmm. uh, that was my true self. <laughs> Thank you. That, I mean, just goes to show just listening to that intuition, which was knocking at your door mm-hmm. several times whispering to you several times and look what beauty it brought forth yeah and you know that's the other thing I think a lot of times we people think they because they made a mistake they wasted time or you know what have you none of it was a mistake Mm. doesn't matter where you find yourself whatever you you know whatever situation you find yourself within there's something that you can always extract from that you carry it with you and then whatever you do express in the future is um, it comes through the filter of you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's unique and it's um, probably impactful, you know, just because it's genuine. So nothing is a waste. Mm -hmm. Nothing is a waste. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the whole side of compassion in healthcare I think if we think back to where probably 100 years ago, it was white coats, it was formal, there, there was very little compassion mm-hmm. in healthcare. To today, where 
it's a really hot topic mm-hmm. um, and to hear people talking about it. And I think for people to understand what compassion is, yes. they think they know that definition of compassion, but it's not sympathy or uh, it's different, isn't it? There's a distinct difference. How do you see that that difference? Yeah. So to me, yes, a lot of people use compassion, sympathy, interchangeably you know but compassion isn't isn't pity compassion is I used to you know my definition of compassion is to recognize one's own humanity recognize that of the other and to move from that space mm-hmm. right? um I it's you know it's interesting sorry is this I don't know this may be like a little off the topic or so but you know I look at the word compassion and and um looking at the origins it's you know people talk about you know relieving somebody else's suffering because compassion does have that added component of action right taking action upon what you're feeling as opposed to empathy which is just the feeling part of it right Mm -hmm. but years ago I had a conversation with um such a kind soul. And he was talking about compassion. Um, And he was thinking to him, it wasn't just about suffering. It was also if somebody was in delight, Mm. how he could share in that Mm. and enhance that for that person as well. And one time I was able to find a definition and I've never been able to find it again, but they didn't talk so much about passion being the suffering but passion being just an intensity of feeling Mm -hmm. so if somebody is feeling pain suffering then I want to relieve that but if somebody is feeling joy happiness then I want to enhance that Mm -hmm. so that's you know my my definition of compassion is a, a little I guess extended from what people generally you know um think of but you had asked me specifically in healthcare. It's interesting because we always say how we're so compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we have this funny relationship with, with it, really. It's in all of our codes of ethics. Uh, people always talk about you have to be compassionate to go into healthcare. And I'm like, well, that's not the case, really. We're all here for different reasons. Some people came in because they're about, you know, the, the, the person. They really want to help in that way. But you can help. Other people, you can help people in other professions. You really can. It's not just healthcare. We don't have a monopoly on that. Uh, some people come for the profit, depending on you know what position they want to take. Some people, like myself, come in because it was practical. Healthcare is one of the professions that's not anytime soon going to be completely replaced by AI. It's a it's a you know healthcare professions are in demand and they're growing. You know. Uh, so there's practicality. And then there are other reasons that people come to the space. So my thing is, let's not assume that compassion is there. Uh, let's teach this because it's an integral part of what we say we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does that really look like? It's the ways in which we communicate. It's, you know, it's um, personal development. It's emotional intelligence. It's can I pick up on the feelings, not just of my patients, because a lot of times we only talk about compassion uh, with respect to patients. What about compassion amongst each other? You know, that that's what shifts a workplace. That's mm-hmm. what makes a team cohesive. Mm-hmm. And then the other element of compassion that people skip over a lot is self-compassion. 
Mm-hmm. Much of that in our space, everything is so hard and driven, and you know, there's goals to be achieved and all of that. Well, where's the mm-hmm. self compassion? Mm-hmm. So, it's really all about relationships relationships with your patients, relationships with your colleagues, and relationship with self. Mm-hmm. And again, there are ways that we can break that down and make it more concrete. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that you have some like great things that you can share with our audience some resources so maybe if like you could briefly just share a little bit about what they are and then how people could find you yeah so you can find a lot of my writing at ameliasam.com I will say right now the blog is on hiatus however there are there is years of material there are years (laughs) um, of content Um, short to the point inspirations um, and there are also some free offerings that you can download. If you go to ameliasam.com slash thank you, uh, there are a few offerings there. So there is um, an ebook, which is how to create the life you really want. Mm-hmm. 20, what is it? Small strategies for big changes. Um, there's also a 20 minute audio called the myth of potential. And I think there are a couple other goodies. Mm-hmm. For educators and students who are specifically interested in compassion and healthcare, um, if you happen to be on LinkedIn, if you go to my profile, you can download a document there that explains that whole framework. Um, if you're not on LinkedIn, you can just reach out to me at info at ameliasam.com. Or excuse me, yeah, info at ameliasam.com. Yes, that'll work. <laughs> And if you're interested in that PDF, just um, send me a message and I'll send that right out to you. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's amazing that you have found yourself and are giving back to others. I, I think about so many people that do go into healthcare because compassion is a big piece of who they are and that maybe they drift away from it through through the training through the the achievement cycle and all of that so um i know you also have a book out um called compassionate competency can you tell us a little bit about your book yeah compassionate competence competency healing the heart of healthcare it's again breaking down compassion um and and helping people to understand what that looks like again in the context of healthcare. Mm-hmm. So it's really a blend of emotional intelligence and mindfulness. I take some of the um, the tenets of emotional intelligence and mindfulness and it's blended together mm-hmm. so that all of the things that we talk about, and it seems like so much, but the communication, the observation, um, the um, uh, when we talk about diversity and inclusion and, and bias and um, all of it, patient needs, compassionate care. It's like everything brought together in a cohesive, straightforward manner. Mm-hmm. And it uses the word as compassion as a mnemonic and each letter stands for a particular element. So mm-hmm. yeah, these are concrete elements. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, so many wonderful resources for our listeners. And um, I'm sure you've piqued the interest of a lot of people who um, have maybe had that little whisper that something's off. And so um, uh, I, I thank you for sharing your story with us and sharing a little bit of your magic and how you're now 
bringing your gifts to the world and helping others. We really appreciate that. For sharing your platform and allowing me to share the message. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, we all hope that you, as our listeners, found some encouragement from today's podcast. You know how much we adore you. So please tune in for another episode uh, when we're back. And we will see you all again soon. Thank you, Dr. Amelia Sam. Thank you.